This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey everyone, it's Joe. While I was editing the show today, I realized there were a lot of points in my notes and in my head that I forgot to make. So please stick around after the credits for additional thoughts from me about today's episode. Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 16, Episode 2, titled Queen Choice Awards. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by two hosts that are certainly a choice. First, from Bravo Bravo, Effie and Bravo, please say... To Nathan Patrick Brown. Hello, Nathan Patrick Brown. How are you? Hey, Joe. What's going on? I gotta tell you something. I was thinking about you earlier today. You were? Yeah, that's it. All right. <laughs> and from the forthcoming UK versus the world recap, please say What's going on? to Roberto Mata. Hello, Robert. Good morning, Joe. Hi, Nathan. Hey. You know, that song puts me back in like Sense8. Did you ever watch that show? Oh, loved that. No, because it was I, it was a moment. I have a thing where if people tell me to watch something, I won't watch it. Well, it features two hot Mexican men fucking a number of times, Joe, if that appeals to you at all. I know it does. But who was there was this. Oh, you know what? I watched this horrible movie. Horrible. Horrible. Don't I'm telling people not to see it. And what's really weird is on every not everybody, but it's on a lot of like top 10 lists. This All of Us Strangers, what a piece of shit movie this is. Have you seen this, Robert? No, but I've seen posters. I'm like, okay. like It's 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 with uh, that gay guy who's gay on film and in life, <laughs> and that straight guy who's gay in life on something. I don't know. Anyway, it's what a, it was boring from minute one to the end. You know, there's this, that rumor, the internet rumor, that Paul Mescal, like Paul Mescal, took a girl out and then had a one night stand with her. And the next morning took her for a walk and then ran away from her. Have you heard this rumor? <laughs> no. Yeah. I would run away from this movie. He should have run away from the <laughs> script. It was so awful. This thing. Anyway, Robert and Nathan, and I had a very interesting conversation over on just between us girls about a wide variety of topics. Actually, Robert's love life, Nathan's <laughs> really exciting cruise, um, all kinds of things. My love life on Nathan's cruise. Yeah, Robert's love life on Nathan's cruise. Miss Pac-Man, strangely, was in the mix. And <laughs> yeah. how, if if you're hot, all you have to do is ask the stupidest question, and somebody will fall in love with you. That's all I have to say. And um, <laughs> yeah, it was. So you can get that over at Patreon.com/slash Afterthought Media. Join at the executive level, or you can you can just scroll right up 
on your Apple Podcasts and subscribe there. And you can listen to all the exciting stories that happen over on Just Between Us Girls. But both the three of us have so much to say about this episode that we couldn't even like keep it in our pants before we hit record. So I'm just going to jump right into the episode. This week, seven more girls sashay into the workroom, visit the CMV, and headline the Queen Choice Awards. On the runway, the category is Made You Look. This week, the top two queens will fight for a cash prize and immunity. On the main stage, Plain Jane and Geneva Carr battle it out in front of Becky G, but it's Plain Jane who snatches this week's crown. Ladies, was this the right top two? Did the right queen win? And any thoughts on the lip sync? Let's start with our very special guest, UK versus the World 2's own Roberto Mata. Which, by the way, Robert, you saw the cast. You know about it. Are you excited about UK versus the World 2? Yeah, I love the random cast of bitches that they've collected for UK versus the World 2. I don't know that most of them were people I would have chosen, but mm-hmm. they somehow managed to choose people that I'm excited for nonetheless. You know? Very good. Well, I'm excited to do it with you, Robert. And uh, so was this first, let me ask you that question first. Was this the right top two? Uh, it wasn't. And I think that's pretty universally the uh, universally held opinion. No, Nymphia should have been in the top two. I think everyone said it, you know, with who uh, else, once again, Robert? a culturally Asian. Sorry. So Nymphia in the top two, oh. but with who? Oh, God. Megami, clearly. I mean, that was pure art. Queer art, everything that should be in a protected way, though, at that all you costs. and I love, and maybe Nathan. I don't know what his opinion is, but uh, high camp. Oh, I literally can't think about anything else. The highest <laughs> level. Are you guys gaslighting me? I thought that was the lowest camp I've ever seen. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I haven't been able to express my sheer euphoria at how absurdly awful it was. Yeah, I. I, I I think it's the only thing I'm going to really remember from this episode. Yeah. It's, it's, it's up with there with Monica Beverly Hills and the, what was that song? Yes, Not a Soul Can Clock. Not a Soul it's Can the, Clock. It's the let loose of this <laughs> yes. episode, this season. Yeah. And like let loose, I think it needs to percolate within the fandom a little bit before mm-hmm. they come around and regard it post-ironically as yeah. the genius that it was. Yeah. I'm with Robert on this. Nathan, Nathan, did you think it was the right top two? I did. No, wait, no, I didn't. Oh, you did? No, I I thought it was, well, I thought it was the right top two in that playing Jane was playing games and she sort of manipulated Mm -hmm. it. So, I think, like, she Mm -hmm. used the the new rules and this structure to, like, her advantage, meaning it was, ended up being the right top two. But, like, if it was being judged by Rue, it wouldn't have been this top two. So, yeah, top two, I probably would have put playing Jane and Nymphia. Oh, interesting. I would not have put Plain Jane. Neither are. I. I don't know who my second would have been, but it would not have been Plain Jane. I don't I don't know. Even with the Jimbo comparisons, I just don't think she went there. No. Um, all right. Uh, thoughts on the lip sync, Robert? There was a lip sync? I know. It was very mediocre. There was Did like the seven right- of them. <laughs> <laughs> Did the right oh, queen win? Point. Uh, yeah, because honestly, you know, I love to support my Latina sister, mm-hmm. La, La, La Reina Mas Latina, or whatever her new catchphrase is. Yeah. Um, but I don't think she's a performer, oh. sadly. Well, you, who did you, who did you think should have won, Nathan? Plain Jane. I mean, when she started with the air instrument, I was like, mm-hmm. immediately no. But then the nipple came out and I got on board. I always get on board with the nipple. Ultimately, so it didn't matter. I mean, it was just, it was such a mediocre lip sync, which is kind of sad for the first. I don't I don't think because based on last week's episode and this week, I don't think these girls are good lip syncers of whom who we who we've seen so far. They're not good lip syncers. Um, all right, 
Well, uh, let's talk about these workroom entrances. You know, I don't go one by one, but were there any that stuck out for you? Um, let's start with you, Nathan. Any, any any workroom entrances that stuck out with you? Anybody you want to talk about? Yeah, this Geneva. Yeah, she mentions when she walks in that she does like she's known for leg hair styling. That like really gave me the ick when they flashed to it. It kind of made me want to vomit in my mouth. Was a that little during bit. the workroom entrance? Uh, or yeah, around right. there? Yeah. I thought. All right, during the dance ahead. Um, dis- disgusting. Any thoughts on that? No, I just thought it was weird and gross. I, did, I just kind of just, TikTok is not drag race. Robert, what do you think of the leg hair thing? Well, I, I have like kind of a two minds of it. One, I, Nathan, what do you feel about body hair sexually? Yeah, I'm not afraid of it. <laughs> all right, party. I just wondered if that colored your opinion at all. But also I was thinking about, this is so annoying of me, but I was thinking about how like Latina women are oftentimes derided as hairy and maybe it was like a mild reclamation of that. And Wait, that's why he was trying to glam it car, up. Geneva vroom vroom car <laughs> is that deep? Um, I think that she might think she is. Mm-hmm. But either way, what the real truth is that she probably was just really fucking bored and she started braiding her leg hair and then turned the camera on oh. and there it was we all you know filled our time during the pandemic doing some shit and i guess she geneva hobby go and buy a puzzle no but it could have been that she got some <laughs> views and a lot of these people that i know they have one video that hits and now they're leaning into that joke now it's their thing yeah it's their thing so maybe like one of her leg video hits and now she's that's all she does is these leg hair videos um, anyone that stuck out to you, Robert? I mean, you can, we're going to go around the horn a little bit, but were they people that stuck uh, out when to you me? say stuck out? Do you mean positively or negatively? Could be either one. You know, I do think that is everything okay in New York City? Like, what's going on? I like plasma has sherry pie's face. I know that we're not supposed to compare queens. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I, you can compare them in here. That the 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 nose contour is the same the lips are exactly the same the everything else is it's it's lifted copy paste thinned out de sexual assaulted hopefully this is you know? very surprising <laughs> to hear this is very Why? surprising to hear i looked at this plasma and her thin lipped white basic face <laughs> and i was like robert is so thirsty for this plasma i, li- I literally even have it right here in my notes oh you like no, a thin lip plasma robert? doesn't look like she'll survive the winter i am <laughs> not into that plasma look like where's there robert is thirsty for her as no. a boy <laughs> joe you don't know my type i think that's your that's your type that's not my type. A, a little waif that's so you plasma might be one of my least favorite queens this season wow I thought she was horrible. <laughs> I'm so sick of these camp vintage queens. If every camp vintage queen has to come into the room, turn to the profile, powder their nose, mm-hmm. turn and say, uh, I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille, or some mm-hmm. stupid uh-huh. old-timey line, uh-huh. and they're they're all dressed the same, like uh-huh. like somehow some sort of like, you know, uh, Donna Reed and It's a Wonderful Life kind of thing. And I'm like, I'm sick of it. I'm so. They, and then they show up and they her her act, her talent was horrible. We don't get to when we get to the talent show. I hated it. And the, ugh, the, the ugh. Here's the deal. I even my next note actually was is addressing kind of what you said, Robert, a little bit. Is that I'm sick of the New York queen saying New York, New York, you know, club, art, mm-hmm. theater, legend, and because. New York and Los Angeles, and D.C., I would say as well, 
Are cities full of transplants? Very few people who are doing their thing are from that actual city. So because you moved to New York, would that imbues you automatically with some sort of special skill? And what does that mean, Nathan? What is, do they have an equivalent in Australia, Nathan? Maybe like Sydney and Melbourne. But yeah. I think the problem is they're like, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. But they haven't made it yet. So it's like, why are you bragging? What do you think of this, Robert? Well, based on the New York Queens that we've got in this season, I feel like the inverse is true. Anyone can make it in New York. <laughs> I like I like for instance, Megami, she's like, I'm a New York queen, I'm a Latina from Brooklyn, nothing gets past me. I don't think I've seen more local drag in a minute. Wow. You know, she was kind of giving me like we know this person. She works at the LGBT Center mm-hmm. as a uh counselor for wayward youth but also Mm -hmm. does grassroots organizing yeah like it's it's a very clear persona and i don't think we've really had that on drag race before so that's great but also that's not what i associate with the glitz and glam of what everyone wants new york city to be necessarily do you does that make any sense no it makes i i see what you're saying it makes sense i don't know what her story is in New York. And first of all, her confessional is wearing one of those stupid leather crowns. Those jughead crowns. That was a note of mine. (laughs) Give it up. Give it up. But it's that thing where like her, it's her and Maya's like this too, but Maya doesn't wear the crown. Where it's people, I think I talked about this in a recent episode, where they're not interesting people. So what they're going to do is they're going to wear something wacky to be interesting. So to Megami, they wear like a, a leather crown and they're like, oh, I'm wacky. I'm I'm full of personality to wear a leather crown. It was telling that Nymphia didn't even recognize Megami. Megami was like, it's me, Nymphia N- oh, Megami oh, from know. New York. And she's yeah, like, you're oh, right. great. She didn't have a fucking clue who she was. And by the way, her whole personality, and now that I, you know, I watch it two times, her whole personality walking in was shoehorning this whole like, people think drag queens are evil. Like, I know. Yeah, but you're fucking preaching to the choir, bitch. You're on a sh- you're on RuPaul's Drag Race. Whose mind are you changing? Yeah. Well, that's what I thought with her little poster. I'm like, I'm so like, who's who are you talking about in the voting booth? The six conservatives who watch Drag Race? What's going on, sister girl? Yeah. Do you think? Oh well, Megami did the talent show. What were they thinking? <laughs> Um, okay, anybody else? Nathan, anybody else? Did we miss anybody on your list? <laughs> so, plain Jane. Should we talk about her? Because I kind of loved that she came in, not afraid to stir the pot. And it's nice to see someone not afraid of drag race fans. And mm-hmm. I kind of thought she was doing your method, Joe, that you said, where you're like, I'll come in and be a giant fucking bitch. Mm-hmm. And I think she's doing that. And it's working so far. Robert, what do you think on plain Jane? I think that she could be smarter and cleverer and wittier. So that she could be a better version of a bitch rather than a, oh, everyone's ugly kind of bitch. Everyone's ugly kind of a bitch is not funny (laughs) beyond the initial shock value. But if there's a a joke packaged in a joke, then it's a lot more engaging. She had a couple of good lines and a couple of of honest opinions. But yeah, a lot of it was just being like, like, why did she tell them they were ugly in Russian? You know, (laughs) and she's clearly afraid of the black girl because she says she's beautiful. And... I have think. Let me just talk about Plain Jane now, and I'll talk about the, the audience later. I think actually, I think I see what you're saying, Nathan. I think she is doing something, but I think ultimately what she's doing is she's trying to build a narrative. I think we're. I think she is clever enough. This is my guess. I don't know anything. I think she's trying to build a, a narrative arc, so that all of a sudden she's gonna. She wants. She's gonna try and. Um, 
have that Bianca Del Rio moment where she helped. Was it a door? And she said, don't tell anybody I did this. Yeah. Who was it where she did that? It might have been a, it was door. a door. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're going to see that she's a really nice person. I'm saying that because a lot of the queens have been coming out in her defense and saying, you know, she's really nice and, and whatnot. And she's blah, 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 blah. So part of me thinks that we're going to see a turn because there's no way you can keep that up. I don't think. I don't know. I could be wrong. Ask Christian. But no, but Robert, you and I know this. You're right. And maybe that's it. It's Christian Ochoa um, it can behave like plain Jane, but you and I know him and we think it's funny or we love him and blah, 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 because he can also be very sweet. Maybe we will see something like that. I don't know. I, I will say, and I, I don't want to blow my load right here, because um, I don't know if you guys know that I've been masturbating the entire time. <laughs> and I'm trying to like really like edge I the I saw a flash of a goon face and I was going to ask. But. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So I have a lot to say about this topic. What I will keep it at is it's almost very similar to my opinion on uh, whatever her name was from last week, which is I hate her. I hate <laughs> plain Jane. Oh, Morphine Love Dion. Morphine Love Dion. Everyone's favorite her. Sephora manager. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I hate her, but she's amazing for the show. We need her on the show mm-hmm. is what I will say. She's going to make, she is going to make great television and that's going to be good. Um, all right, well, let's move on. If you guys don't have any other thoughts on the workroom entrances, uh, next, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's mini challenge, a photo shoot at the CMV. Later, T.S. Madison and RuPaul rattle off some jokes and take pictures of the contestants. Let's start with you, Nathan. Any thoughts on this CMV photo shoot mini challenge? Well, I liked it a lot more than last week's, but I think the reason for that is T.S. I thought she was really funny. And I also liked that the other queens could watch along. I, I don't normally do that, but I thought that was that was fun. But um, yeah, I thought it was much better than last week. I enjoyed it. Roberto Mata. Uh, the my most notable moment from that was that RuPaul squashed a bug with her bare hand, I, or at least appeared to do so. She was holding was a that? clipboard in the other hand. Why'd she go flat palm? No, really. And also, what kind of bug was this? Like, I need an entomologist. Was it a in cricket fucking chat? What was a cricket doing on set? That's so not it's someone's conscience. Yeah, maybe so. Um, but my other note was that it, we didn't talk about her during the entrance because she's pretty milk toast. But I just thought that Geneva was like really awkward and meek, and I can't think of anything that's more of a death knell on this show than being mm-hmm. awkward and meek. Mm-hmm. Yes, a hundred percent. Right, and Nathan? it was unfortunate because I yeah. do want my Mexican homegirl to succeed, but I also can't be delusional and pretend that she was killing it. Yeah, yeah. It was funny that she was the one that was the sleepiest and she wasn't the one that was actually asleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will say that Maya has some nerve to just fall asleep like that. Was that a bit? Was she actually asleep? I don't think she's that clever. Yeah. I don't think she's that like clever. that girl is vacant. And I think that <laughs> there's they, nothing they going on long days. I think, yeah, I think she was genuinely tired. <laughs> especially opening day because they, 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 that's that they've said before in the past that the first day that they walk in is the longest day that they do. That they wake up like at 4 a.m., if not earlier, get ready, do it all, plus the anticipation. And then at that point, they're just running on adrenaline. So you're telling me someone called up Love Connie (laughs) and said, We're going to, you're on the call sheet, you're coming in today. She got in the full geesh, showed up to essentially go, Bye, everybody, (laughs) and walked off set. 
But this is Love Connie's full geisha. It takes probably about 37 minutes. But even just to drive to Silmar, Robert, to drive to Silmar. She probably ha- owns property in Silmar. I don't know. Silmar's very far from like Hollywood, Nathan, just so you know. Okay. To drive all the way over there for her to get in her Love Connie geisha and just be like, I got to take a break. Goodbye. And walk off. That was the that was her hold. I have to think there was some sort of Love Connie bit that bombed and they just didn't even put it in. There has to be. Why would they call her in for 30 seconds of material? <laughs> I feel like she's the future version of a mandatory meeting, and therefore I love her. They and probably I'm happy know each that other, she yeah. came for 30 seconds. Go, jumping on what Nathan said, I will say. More than last week, maybe because this cast gives more. RuPaul seemed more invested, more alive. Uh, maybe because of TS, and she's friendly with TS. Um, with good chemistry. Maybe because there wasn't a wall between them. Yeah, that was a weird. That was a weird thing that they did last week. It didn't work, and it it maybe because she could actually interact with them in person. I will say this. I don't. I mean, the little that I know about improv, I feel sorry for the girls because RuPaul thinks that she's just crushing it. At improv, <laughs> but she actually gives very little to work with, uh, and so like these girls are forced into these improv situations that are like, how would you answer that question? Unless it's with the most obvious joke of all time. Um, but I will say, not one person made me laugh in this entire group. Um, okay, um, let's go on to this maxi challenge. Back in the workroom, Rue anoints Nymphia Wind as the winner of the mini challenge and announces this week's maxi challenge, the Queen's Choice Award. Just like last week, there's a cash prize and the queens will rate each other. Later, Plain Jane vows to be fair and the other girls agree, but uh, everything might not be what it seems. It's elimination day and the girls get ready for the talent show. Megami plans to focus on drag bands. Plasma vows to be seen and Nymphia educates Plain on the Taiwanese drag scene. Hershey shares her struggles with raising a family and an air horn sounds and guest judge Becky G struts into the workroom to pump up the queens. Roberto Mata, let's start with you. Let's start with this workroom, everything that happens in the workroom. Any big thoughts on things that happen in the workroom, Robert? I really, really responded to Hershey's story about adopting oh, her right, you niece want and kids. nephew and all the like insight that we got about her during that time. It seemed a little random and unprompted, but I think we're kind of used to that with Drag Race mm-hmm. mirror segments at this point. Yeah. Um, so, but I think at this point it's not cloying. And so I had a really good feeling about Hershey going into the talent show because that was the one person who I knew what was happening with them behind the mask at this yeah. point, you know? Um, and I, I enjoyed Nymphia also giving a little bit of context on who and what she, where she comes from. And like, uh, you know, obviously, like, we don't need to go into like geopolitical conflicts, but I think that just. The, the very state like just saying taiwan as a country is political in and of itself and so mm-hmm. i'm glad that nymphia is already using that platform to like develop that narrative uh nathan yeah i thought there was a few funny things going on in this scene like they're day dragging and they're all like oh my god who are these men i've never seen anyone look oh, so different I and i thought I've never seen seven drag queens look more like the same out of drag as they do in the dra- in drag. They all mm-hmm. looked the exact fucking same. And then I was laughing at this plain Mugami Jane. Mugami just took off her glasses. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. she's in, she's all that. So this plain Jane, she's like, I'm not going to reveal what my talent is. I'm not going to reveal. I don't want the girls to know. And it's just a fucking bre- breastplate at the end of the day, which I thought was just 
so stupid. She's a fucking hamburger. This plasma. She's mm-hmm. saying like, oh, no one is uh, thinks I'm a threat. No one's getting a sense of my personality. Meanwhile, she's wrapped in like a Jan sport kimono, like not even showing anything of herself. She's like featuring Jan more than she's featuring plasma. It's just so unintentionally funny to me. Like, what do you think of this plasma thinking that she would be a threat? Robert, what do you think of that? It's drag delusion. It's running rampant <laughs> still, no? I mean, maybe you have. Maybe when you're that mediocre, you have to convince yourself that you're, like, the shit so that you can delude others into thinking that you're the shit. I don't know. There's just, like, nothing. It's it's giving I was raised on season 10, 11, and 12. Not even I was raised on season 2, for 3, and 4, you know? It's just... Mm-hmm. I, I'm an old man now, so I think that I'm always going to regard the twink... <laughs> contestants like this okay first of all this fucking plasma is she <laughs> friends with jan and uh she must and be. all that it's, it's giving that if you're a new york theater queen you're gonna be insecure you're gonna be very pick me you're going to like no they don't know they all see themselves like clark kent if they only knew what was under this <laughs> suit they would it's it's giving that it's giving like and then she goes out there and does the most mid performance ever <laughs> of anything. And I'm like, like some people, there have been people who you are really surprised by how good they are. And they kind of are low key in the workroom. Don't even don't give off a lot. And then they go off and they, and they perform really well. She didn't give that, but she was like, should I be on it? Uh, upset that they don't know how good I am. And I was like, we don't, why would anyone know how good you are? And I'm and I'm gonna be honest with you. Has there ever been like a vintage queen who is like actually good? Oh, like you know what? Sorry. In fairness, I think Sherry Pie was actually good. Uh, did you see that interview with uh, um, Heidi in Closet? No. Oh, Heidi in Closet did this interview. I want to say was it with Joseph Shepard or with? somebody else where they asked her about sherry pie and she said that during filming it was very apparent that sherry pie was really good and was doing really well in the competition and the judges really loved her and she really thought the entire time everybody was thinking Gigi and sherry were the ones to beat and that sherry was sort of running away with it uh we never saw that and so maybe Sherry, that lost person that we don't know, but typically, and I, I can't think of anybody else, who would have been the vintage queens? Robbie Turner, uh, Sherry Pie was one. A legend, though. Plasma. Who else, Robert? Uh, Jinx Monsoon, Blair St. Clair, when she first popped out before she thought that she evolved uh. into a cunty gay. Um, was there Dakota guess- on UK? Oh, Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah, give, I'll give Jinx well, was a though. really good one. Maybe Sherry Pie. But- I mean, Jinx is the literal queen of all queens. And she definitely describes herself, I think, as one of the vintage aesthetic. <sighs> okay, I'll give it to her. But she's just so enormously talented. But it's just like the other ones are just giving what everybody else is giving. I don't know. It's just I don't like it. Um, let's, go to, let's go to Plain Jane. Why is just- her name Plasma? I feel like her name should be Dawn and Dawn's name should be Plasma. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. Yes, you're right. Let's go to Plain Jane. So she's in the workroom. She's being cunty to everybody. It's sort of been like her thing. First of all, there's been a lot of talk online, and I'm still not addressing the audience in Plain Jane, but there's been a lot of talk online about like this and that, and Plain Jane's very attractive. Oh, really? Yes. And I'm sorry. She looks like a pimple offended a wizard, and he turned her into a human. <laughs> like, she is not 
cute. She literally looks like like a like a like a festering zit to me. Like I don't oh, know. I really God. don't know how to explain it. Goodness, I didn't. Th- oh my God. <laughs> and she's going in there, and like I said, I I don't know what her ultimate strategy is. We've seen one episode, but I don't think this is a good way to do things. And I don't. I know she's pretending she doesn't care, but it has to sort of like. Well, I don't know. We have to get when we get to the audience part. Um, Becky G walks in. And doesn't announce herself. Doesn't announce herself. But let's be honest. Besides Geneva Carr, how many people knew who Becky G was? Negative eight. Did you know who she was, Nathan? Not a clue. Robert? I know the shower song from MySpace era, of course. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I could never put a face to the name, to the song. to But uh, I'm also not involved in the Latin music scene, so. Yeah, it was a weird choice. And it was like, uh, yeah, besides Geneva Carr being really excited about her, it was um, sort of like, just like, a, they, they hid that they didn't know who they were, but you could tell in their faces that yeah. they didn't know who she was. And, and she was- didn't even bake them cookies or anything. Like, what did she bring no, to the table? Did she know she was up for a workroom entrance? Yeah, what's wrong? Why isn't she making cookies? For, why, why isn't she making Mexican wedding cookies <laughs> for them? They should have brought in Rita Redner or Alice. Rita Redner? Where did that yeah. come from? Because those are my favorite guest judges of the past. You know, like, you know, when they clearly have no fucking clue who it is. Alessandra Torsani, everyone's oh, favorite Zylon. Mm. Or, you know, just like, I want, like, it was, it's that level of lack of notoriety at least as far as american pop culture goes that it was very mystifying but it did remind me of season the early seasons when they had no budget all right very good i was trying to think of uh, the, the silence i was trying to think of now you, you you've given me a thing of like other guest judges who like, you can tell that well you know honestly it's weird because they had lizzo on before she was really famous mm. was lizzo already a thing when she went on the first time robert uh i think so but among those who knew, you know, when the, you know, how people sort of spend some time gestating in the music industry insider circles before they make it big. Why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we are going to talk about the rest of the episode. And we are back. Uh, all right. We're going to talk about the Queen Choice uh, Awards talent show. Before we say anything, I want to comment on something I said last week. This week, Derek actually looked like Britney. Last week, she was giving us barely. This week, I think she looked more like Britney. She looked more like Britney than she did. Nathan's giving me a face. She looked more like Britney than she did last week. But was she playing Britney this week? Or was she just playing Derek? Oh, because they were just like, here's Derek hosting the award. And I'm like, she's not even going to pretend to be Britney? Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. We are actually going to go down the line here on the talent show. So for Geneva, she did a she opened up with like some sort of like Mexican dance. And she stripped off her clothes and she did an original song. Uh, what did you think of Geneva Carr, Robert? I thought that her eight counts were awfully tired. And mm-hmm. I don't. Okay, actually, <laughs> Joe, we're Mexican. Yeah. American. Mm-hmm. Do you think that if we were to go on Drag Race or any other similar show, would we brand ourselves as the Mexican one? No. Like, wouldn't it be so discordant to walk in to the workroom and there's a bunch of like 
like fucking Spanish music and people going, like that's just not us. I, I, for some reason, like I know Geneva was born in Mexico, but something about her look at me, I'm doing representation felt kind of performative and not actually representative of her as an individual. Well, think of the Mexican-American drag queens we've had on. They don't do that at all. Adore didn't do that. Denali didn't do True. that. True. Um, Mistress Isabel Brooks didn't do that. You True. Know? Um, yeah, and but yet she's the one that's born in Mexico, and she's coming in here, and she's sucking on a chili, like a, <laughs> like a jalapeno chili that the um, that the pit crew's holding. It's, and it's, it's something that you and I talked about on Drag Race Mexico. Here we have actual Drag Race Mexico, and they were – in a weird kind of way, doing a minstrel show for their own people. So it would, but here's the deal though. Here's the deal. And I actually wrote this note down. I don't know that it's necessarily a poor decision. I I think it's a poor decision, but like, if you're thinking about it in terms of the competition, there's one thing RuPaul loves more than anything else. Minstrel shows. When it doesn't matter the, the, the race or ethnicity, she loves a racial stereotype. So if you're black and you lean into that minstrel show, she loves it. If you're Mexican and you lean into that, loves it. Chinese, doesn't matter who it is. If 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 uh, I need a wind or what's her name again? Nymphia. Nymphia. If Nymphia came out and did like a dun 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 dun, bow, you know, RuPaul. No, that's what I'm saying. She did like um, what was that? Uh, I'm a ninja. Remember that? I want oh my to be God. ninja. I, I, do, I do not think we engage with that kind of content these days, girl. No, but what I'm saying is RuPaul would fucking love it, is what Probably, I'm saying. Probably, yeah. RuPaul like everybody would be, be kung fu fighting. her ass off. RuPaul just loves the stereotypes. If you want to get in her good graces, and a lot of black girls have done it, much to their advancement in the competition. They lean into that, and RuPaul loves it. Mon- Coco Montrese did a whole character. What was her Ruth's cousin? What's her name? What was Ruth's cousin's name? Uh, I can't remember the name, but she's from the Brewster Project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ruth's cousin from the Brewster Project. Ruth's and good then cousin. Her ass. Um, okay, Ruth would hate problem. the new Mean Girls movie actually because they removed every single joke that referenced race whatsoever. Like no teeth to that kids' bop ass film. Oh, so I love how Geneva comes in. She introduces herself to Plasma. And then she goes, oh, yeah. Or she says this, so maybe a confessional. She goes, I'm Geneva Carr. For some reason, they call me Vroom Vroom. Like, okay, okay, because your name's Carr, right? <laughs> the first fucking line of her song is Vroom Vroom. And I'm all like, you don't know why they call you this? You literally put it in your fucking song. I know for, so for her, she, I know she says this, but let's, I really ask this question. Why the fuck was there a jungle? I love that. Where did you get a loaf of bread? That, it was very that. I was like, she better be in her fucking Indiana Jones Explorer Safari outfit. Bitch, work it. I lived. You lived for the jungle? Yes, girl. I was about to fucking buy a ticket to Disneyland to go on Jungle Cruise just to relive it. What did you think of Hershey? Um, I loved it. I, I, like, It wasn't a standard by the numbers lip sync. Yes, I'm fierce. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm funny. Yes, but it did incorporate some rap that was not necessarily easy to do. She did say that Cornbread wrote it um, and good for them. Uh, I had a great time. I, 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 you know, you're the only one here, Joe, visually, who doesn't have palm trees behind them. Clearly, you need to get on get with on the board. tropical theme. Not to fix that. Nathan, what did you think? 
So for both Geneva and Hershey, I think the bar, the bar is so low. We need to give mm-hmm. them props now for actually doing an original song and not just a song that they didn't write. Like that's, that's where we're at with these lip sync performances. Yeah. Cause people are, other people are just pressing play on anything. Like at least it wasn't Aura Mayari doing Blackpink. Oh, that one was really bad. Yeah. 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 And so, and I liked the whiplash neck thing. Like, I think she was obviously just trying to make that a thing throughout the whole season. Like she's the whiplash girl. Look, it's safe to me. It was safe. It was a definition of safe. So there you go. Uh, Plasma. What did we think of this, Nathan? <sighs> I like I like that she attempted something. But I just think if you're going to do impressions, why are you doing the most cliche ones? And like, if I have to hear that hot dog quote for Jennifer Coolidge, like one more time, like get another quote. I thought it was ill-advised. Robert? I thought that she said Harvey Weinstein when she said Harvey Firestein. Mm-hmm. And I was waiting for a Me Too joke that maybe was <laughs> clever and subversive. But instead, we just got a really gravelly voice. Wait, did she say Weinstein? She definitely said Firestein because oh. I rewinded to double check. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I really, the upon first viewing, I really thought she said Weinstein. And then she spoke directly to Michelle. And I was like, oh, this can be a chaotic disaster. But it it would have been funny. It's more unique. Exactly. It would it would have been shocking. But I mean, I don't think Plasma is going to do anything that we could call shocking. I hated this bit. <laughs> I hate her. I don't like her. It was so yes, it was different. So she gets a point because it was different. But the impressions, the song was horrible. She, the impressions were horrible. She said, not only that, a lot of times impressionists, they don't, they have the impression, they work on the voice, which she didn't really, but they work on the voice, but then they have nothing to say. So she's like, uh, Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, I want a, I can't do Jennifer Coolidge. I want a hot dog real bad in my ass. Okay. That's a fucking, <laughs> every fourth grader says this, right? Then it was like Joan Rivers. She was like, oh, oh, oh. And then it was like, uh, you guys are ugly. Right? That, that's your joke? <laughs> yeah. You know, and then Marilyn Monroe was just making a stupid face. And then Harvey Firestein was like talking to Michelle about how he met her at Mean Girls or what was it? Or no, Hairspray the Musical? I like, probably. These are horrible. And RuPaul, I'm going to pass. These are hor- it was horrible. And then she was like something about her neck and then ripped off something and then showed up. She had a necklace. Who cared? I didn't yeah, care. I, I hated this. I hated it. It was my least favorite because the worst one actually of the night was the best. So that was crazy. <laughs> Let's go on to Nymphia. Your thoughts on Nymphia, Robert? Uh, I loved it. It felt it was pretty culturally resonant. Uh, I don't know this, and maybe I'll be educated about it once I say this out loud, but would it be wrong to compare it to a Shen Yun performance? Who's that? You've never had a Shen Yun poster thrust into your hand by a random passerby no you you act like i walk i (laughs) it's a thing so basically shenyun is a cultural expo with a ton like a lot of really really talented uh dancers who do i don't know if ancient's right the right word traditional chinese like dance that involves the sleeve work that nymphia was doing obviously taiwanese and china have Subtle differences, but historically, I wonder if that dance is more or less the same. Maybe not the same, different interpretations of a similar thing. I, either way, I loved a little, a lot. 
Yeah, it was very good. Nathan, what did you think? Yeah, I loved it. And it was very smart of her to show something different. They're like, that's not bananas. Like, if mm-hmm. it was a banana talent show, I would have been like, enough with the fucking bananas. But this was I think really we're going nice. to see a lot of bananas. You, surely we're at the limit of bananas. I don't know. Robert? I was, I'm with y'all. I, I wasn't sure if it was too early to say I've seen enough bananas. We've, well, we've seen like 360 single bananas. Like, if you count every single banana. Well, there's a ball next week. We'll find out. Um, okay, let's go on. I think we're going to be here for a while. Megami, Nathan. <laughs> now, Megami, people don't know, because all the other ones have done. So so just so, to, to recap people who aren't listening, Nymphia Wynn did like um, what seemingly seemed like a traditional Chinese dance or something. And then Plasma did this vintage song that was stupid. She did impressions. And then the, uh, the first two were just like lip syncing to original songs. Um, but Megami went out there and she lip synced to the four non-blonde song, What's Up? I'm sorry. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. And she, and at the end, she held up signs saying, you know, that we should vote because drag is art. We need to protect queer art. Nathan. I hated this so much, but I've not come around to actually enjoying it from hating it. I thought it was way too sincere. I think, like you mentioned earlier, like we're preaching to the choir here. Like, and, and protect queer art. Like, ma'am, you're holding up posters like you're in that scene from Love Actually. Like, th- I don't think this is queer art. So, yeah, I did not enjoy it at all. Convince me otherwise. Robert, convince him otherwise. Uh, I mean, just to be above board on this, there was nothing queer about it. She was holding a flag. She had, had, I think Brittany Broski said it was an unironed flag (laughs) from Amazon. And she had the Delta Triangle uh, icon, of course. Uh, and she had that pained face that people who aren't super talented at emoting have when they attempt to emote. <laughs> but she wasn't telling a story. There was no narrative. There was no through line. There was no perspective. It was just performative activism in 2012 Tumblr, like <laughs> love is love. It was giving me those overexposed no hate pictures that people would take, oh, not oh, so yeah. that they could uh-huh. be no hate, but so that they could have a highly filtered photo to post that made them look hotter than usual mm-hmm. and also do performative activism. It it's genius. It's I realize that it sounds like I'm shitting on it, but I love it for all those reasons because the gall to sit there and try to come up with a talent show and say, you know what? It seems that apart from cosplay, I don't have any discernible talent. So let me take much like Joey J, which is the one thing that most of the people on the show share, which is our queerness, and try to commodify it into my own individual experience and say that it's my talent. <laughs> I, I just think it takes guts. And I live. It's fucking hilarious. This might be the worst talent <laughs> show that I've ever seen in the history of show. This is taking even Kokomon Trees. All Stars 2, right? The worst. This is taking in. It's better Steve than the O'Hara water. singing acapella, right? The the worst one I've ever seen. What did you say, Nathan? Who who? Is it better than ever? Irene's ice water? Yeah, because I think Irene's ice water. Because from what I've heard, is the actual bit killed? The problem that she made, the mistake she made, was she tried to squeeze like a ten minute bit into one minute. Okay. So it, I think ultimately the bones were good, but it just she failed. And because she was so sincere for the reasons Robert said, I mean, it truly is the definition of camp. She's up there. <laughs> she performs this and she 
she, you know, you know what? I know this is a thing right now, but she's not too different from Kelly Osborne saying, what, you know, if you get rid of all the Mexicans, who's going to clean your toilets, Donald Trump? Because oh, that's the not fa- her face before they come out after her is you can tell Kelly thinks she ate. Right? <laughs> and it's the same thing with Megami. Megami thinks she is like, yes. And yes. The way she sort of tried to like foreshadow this throughout the whole yes. episode, being like, you know, they're trying to make us illegal, right? And like, yeah. you know, the conservatives hate drag queens, right? Yeah. She tried to bring it up and so many times. It truly is the definition of camp. It is the it's what makes and Robert's gonna fucking dig his nails into his chair here. It's what makes mommy dearest just amazing, right? Is the people involved in Mommy Dearest think they're making Oscar stuff, right? Same thing. Look, I love this Saltburn, right? But I hear people talking about Saltburn like it should be nominated for an Academy Award. No, it shouldn't. That movie is not. That movie thinks it's prestige, but it's not prestige, right? The guy's fucking a grave. But <laughs> it is iconic in every way. I love every second of Saltburn. Love, love, love. Okay, it's the same thing with this Megami's bit, right? And also, I'm going to even say with her outfit, I think she is the true camp queen. You always have these people come in like um, the plasma or people come in like, I'm a camp queen, right? No, you're not a camp queen because you're so, con- you're, you're aware of it. You're trying to make camp. You can't be deliberately camp. Yeah, you can't be deliberately. Mag- the, the, yeah, the beauty of Megami and it's the same thing that was the beauty of Monica, Monica Beverly Hills. She thought she went out there and she was just serving just <laughs> everything. And that she was. She lands up coming around and doing it. Same thing with Megami. And we're going to get to the outfit. But her big reveal was that her hands had eyes. And she genuinely thinks that, that she served an amazing look. And so, yes, I fucking love it. It's... First of all, it's lip syncing to a song that, like, what does that have to do with anything? And then clutching the pride flag. It's I, I could analyze that fucking... If there was Rulaska Thoughts this week, I would just be analyzing that one talent show bit for, like, 40 And the minutes. flowers on the stage. I kept thinking something was going to happen. And then happened. holding the signs, super drama, like she's <laughs> like she's giving you some sort of insight. That's the thing is, that's what's sort of cringy about it too, is that like, you're doing it, it's not like she went on Fox News and held it behind the person. She is on MTV on a show that if you're watching the show, you obviously already like, who are you, who are you doing this for? Who it's is like it for? It's like so intellectually shallow that yes. I hope that she displays more of that for however one or two more episodes that she's inevitably going to be on mm-hmm. because I want more. Yes. I, I, yes. The, yes, I, I could more. go on Twitter. I can go on uh, Tumblr and see the same shit. But the fact that it's just, it's clearly her brand to basically be the, you know, high school president of the fucking queer straight alliance mm-hmm. is hilarious i live well yeah you have to you have to like bow at the kneel at the altar of someone who's like 
these people hate drag queens. So now I'm going to be the very stereotype of a drag queen that they would point to and say, this is why we hate drag queens. <laughs> like a, a conservative would laugh at that, at that performance. I don't think anyone would be moved. Yeah. And we've already been holding up the like enroll to vote thing for like 12 years, right? Like yeah, that's for not a long time. They've been holding up the vote. And did you now. say Megami was holding that up at the end of this episode and like sort of like shook it to the camera as the last frame? And it's like we got it, doll. We got yeah, it. I wouldn't. Oh my god, I'm obsessed with her. I'm obsessed. I still uh, hate. All her. right, let's go over to Maya. Um, Maya Mon LePage. She lip synced also. She did a lip sync, but more her thing was about flipping and kicking. And is she going to jump from there? What did you think of this, Nathan? I love flips. She's the queen of flips. One day, her and her cousins just started flipping, and then she flipped. And I, th- I thought it was great. Robert? Uh, my cousins and I have done much more impressive flips, to be honest with you. Really? Like, we never see a table that we can't flip on backwards and then flip back off of. And it's tighter flips. And I, we have personality to boot, mama. I can't tell if Robert's being serious. I can never tell if Robert's being serious. Um, no, the only thing me and my cousins are flipping are burgers. But... It's not not a burger finger though. But at this point, uh, there, we've seen the that talent a number of times. Not that Maya shouldn't have done it, but I guess it's just harder to please when we've seen Aja and Kennedy succeed at that more or less the same thing. Yes, a hundred percent. You're right. Um, my whole thing too, and I said this last week, is I just think it's a dumb strategy. Like, let's say for instance, you are really good at it. Girl, why are you doing it for no stakes? Like, you need to save that for when you're going to lip sync for your life. You know, it reminds me kind of of Down Under, who, the Queen Kong. Is that what her name was, Nathan? Yeah. And she had that one move where she could, like, spin in the air yeah. horizontally. <laughs> and she was doing that every fucking lip sync. It was like the <laughs> detox with the, with the mouth thing, you know? And so, like, you're doing it for the talent show? Like, that's... That you need that if if you're really good at that you need that in your back pocket because by the time that we she's gonna be lip syncing we're gonna be like okay yeah we know you can flip and she just used that right there it was sort of dumb all right and then finally plain Jane she did an original number where she's dressed as a burger and said, talked about burger finger and then squeeze squeeze ketchup and mustard on her fake titties let's start with you Robert any big thoughts on this bit it's like baby's first attempt at absurdism I think yeah which uh, could have been received poorly. I mean, it, it's, it's Ru- RuPaul loves stupid shit mm-hmm. and stupid shit for the sake of stupidity. And I think it fulfilled that brief. I just wish it would have been elevated a little bit more. Like at no point, she didn't even knock her titties together once she had ketchup and mustard and make that weird orange thing that exists. You know, like there wasn't, there wasn't any kind of final moment or capstone to the concept. And it therefore felt a little bit flaccid creatively. Nathan? Yep. Yeah, she didn't actually really do much. There wasn't really anything there. And like, I think, did we see recently someone did something similar, but like, was it, was it Jimbo? Like the sauce and mustard was actually in the nipples. And then like the condiments shot out from the nipple. Like that's more creative. Like what Plain Jane did was not... Well, not much of anything, but I still liked it. I thought it was fun. Oh, you did? Yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm I'm sort of dumb like Rue, where I just ate that shit up. So, I saw it as like a third-rate Jimbo impression. We have to remember when they filmed this, 
uh, Jimbo had maybe like a month before won All-Stars. So if you think about the time that she had to prep for these, that she got the call that she was going to be on and she had done to prep, Jimbo's winning around that time. And this goes, this is, this is in line with my thinking that there is a method to what she's doing. She's doing intentionally trying to rhyme with other performers, uh, be the villain. Like I talked about this, like you, do you kiss up to the villain? You give, you save yourself by tell by subtly signaling to the not subtly signaling to the producers that you're willing to make great television, and they'll try and keep you around. So she's already signaled she's going to make great, great television. She she channeled Jimbo speaking to RuPaul. I think yes, I think RuPaul loves stupid shit, but I also think, and I've noticed this in the past five to six years, maybe ten years. That RuPaul, no, yeah, like since season 10 or so, uh, that RuPaul fears, you can see it in her eyes, losing touch because both her age and just her distance from the drag scene. So she's been in fear of losing touch with what's hip and what's cool. And so I think a lot of times when she laughs a little too much at something that's not that great, it's because she's trying to anticipate what the audience thinks is cool and or funny and that that's why she thinks maybe she thinks it's a little amusing, but she really leans in because she's so afraid of losing touch um, with the audience. And she thinks this is what's cool, what's fresh, what's cutting. Going with the art thing, going back with the Jimbo thing, there is a difference. And I think Robert was sort of articulating this, too, between what Jimbo delivered and what um, uh, Plain Jane did. And it reminds me of... <sighs> I don't know why this was on my feed a couple of weeks ago, but a lot of people who would go to like modern art museums and they would see like, you know, just like a canvas and it's just like the top half is white and the bottom half is like blue or something They're like I could do that. Right. And then the video would show about how there's actually more to it. And ultimately you don't, because we don't know the technical side of things. We don't see the depth and all that, all that there. And so when they tried to replicate it, they really couldn't because there is actually something to it. Same thing with like to go in a more performance art kind of way, kind of like Jimbo is, you know, probably one of, if not the most famous uh, performance artist in our lifetime is this Marina Abramovich. And a lot of the shit she's done, you're like, I could have done that, but you didn't. And there's something about what they do that there's a depth to it. And I think that hollowness is there with Plain Jane where they think with Jimbo, you could tell, even if it was stupid, even if he was throwing baloney at people dressed as that weird character with a pregnant baby, there was a thought. This is just seemed like plain Jane said, oh, I can do this, and went to Party City and got a burger thing and then squeezed ketchup on her titties because that's what um, Jimbo does, essentially, which is not true. All right, let's talk about these looks. The category was major look. Um, did you have any big thoughts on the looks, um, let's start with you, Nathan. Some are good, some are shit. Like the all right, very good, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hershey, she's like, I've got an old school club reveal, and it's just taking off a coat. And Maya just took off a whatever the hell that was. Mm -hmm. I didn't like that, but I liked the ones where there were actually reveals, like with. Plasma and Nymphia being a bit creative. And Geneva's was good in that it was one of those like magic dresses where, as she said, she didn't leave shit on the stage. I thought props for that. Even though I didn't like the fabric of that dress. That print was kind of fug. Robert? Yeah, I align with Nathan. 
pretty well here. I am fine seeing Bananas on Nymphia for the well-constructed look that it was. I'm not sure how many more I'll have the same enthusiasm for, but Mm -hmm. I guess I'm thinking too much about the future and not living in the moment, so whatever. Geneva wears too much blush. I noted that. She needs to calm it on down. And... Uh, they already read Maya for this, but why the fuck did she walk out? So she literally took three steps, ripped off her reveal and then walked in a, a swimsuit. Yeah. Like what, what's, have you not watched the show? And I'm not even going to mention Tamar. <laughs> well, I don't think she'd get it. That's what's funny. <laughs> she just stare at me. Is in this episode at one point, Maya says like, First of all, Maya has zero television charisma. Zero. And vacuous. Yeah, and she's just like, I looked around the room and I didn't really see any competition. I'm like, <laughs> I love her. Yeah, and I was, and she's braces. And I'm just, and I think it's funny because she thinks that she has like 2 million views on TikTok, that that's going to like carry her through. To me, that's camp. Oh, it is? Coming in with braces on Drag Race. Like, that's just camp. I'm with you there. That, yeah. That is Cam. That's bold. Uh-huh. Megami's look, why was it Pan's Labyrinth crossed with a biblically accurate angel? <laughs> that that doesn't track. She does have a thing with remember she did the 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 Antichrist thing as well. It seems to be No, definitely like, okay, we get it. Everyone has ex Catholic trauma party, but just those references don't make sense together. Pan's Labyrinth isn't a story about like deities. It's a it's not about reveal yourself it's not it it doesn't make sense but part of me thinks though part of me thinks that's part of she thinks that's it's it's a false sense of like that shows how deep she is you know it's It's just a a grab bag of random latino references you're right i agree i mean literally her thing was the pan's labyrinth the eyes and RuPaul yes. like even like, well, what was the that was, that was it? <laughs> RuPaul didn't even pick up on the obvious joke of saying, "See me with them hands." Oh, oh that would have been, been a good great. joke, Robert. What's wrong with you guys? Um, okay, plain Jane. I actually think it got a lot of praise because they were loving plain Jane from the talent show. I think it's a terrible look. It might be one of the worst looks on the runway because it was so. I could see if it was later in the season. But these judges don't know her. So why would they make the connection of, of course, they're going to see this. Okay. Frozen from Elsa. That Elsa, I know that's based on some sort of lore, either in Sweden or Russia. I don't know. Right. And so the look has that. So, of course, they're going to see that and think she's doing Elsa. Why would they know she's doing Russian? And then that when she did the reveal that that meant like, oh, but there's also this boss. Like, why would the judges know any of this and catch any of those references? And I don't think either look was very good. What did you think, Nathan? I actually didn't put together that she was doing like, oh, this is my Russian heritage and yeah. it's my Boston. I didn't get that. I just thought they were two exactly. like wildly different looks. And I liked that they were wildly different. I thought like, it's kind of cool to have something so ridiculously slutty, like underneath something that's a bit more fashionable. But Nathan's- now, but you sort of convinced me against it, Joe. <laughs> I just didn't think Ross even says, I don't know what it was, but I liked it. What does that even mean? Well, I think, well, like I mentioned last week, they're not really judging. Like, I think they're just having more fun with it, knowing that the Raider Queen's happening. So they're like, yeah, yeah. we like it. They, I think they'd be more savage if they were judging properly. Um, all right, let's move on here. Oh, by the way, before we move on, I have this rule. I don't know if it's a rule, principle, or I don't know what you would call it, actually. Robert will tell me. That... Um, 
I noticed that over the years, if a, if a guest judge has their song played, they don't lip sync to it. RuPaul and Michelle will lip sync to their own songs, but the guest judge won't. Becky G broke that rule. She lip synced to her own song today, this week. And Michelle was also lip syncing to like Geneva's original song somehow. She picked up on oh, the words she and she was lip syncing. Also, Ru- <laughs> Michelle has brought back this season. It was three words. Huh? It was three words. La Diva Mas Latina. Oh. <laughs> also, the only words. Um, Michelle has brought back, I have not seen it in about 10 years, the really awful fake laugh where she goes, ha, 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 ha. Oh, yeah. That, that came back this episode. I hadn't heard it in a very, very long time. All right. Later on the main stage, the judges share their thoughts, but it's the queens themselves who make the decision. Back in the workroom, back on the main stage, Rue revealed that Geneva Carr and Plain Jane are the top two queens of the week. This forces them to duke it out in a lip sync battle for immunity. The song Shower by Becky G. In the end, Plain Jane is named the winner of the lip sync while the rest of the queens live to see another week. Ladies, any final thoughts on the episode? Let's start with you, Nathan. Uh, I don't really have any final thoughts, but I am interested to see how this immunity plays out because I don't know if they can choose when to use it or if it's thrust upon them. We'll have to see. We don't know. Robert Mata? Apart from Ninfia, it's clear that this was sort of the episode of early outs. I don't think we'll be last. Many of these girls will be lasting particularly long. Not yeah. that the first group was like outstandingly stellar by any means, mm-hmm. apart from like Safira. But I don't know. I <laughs> what's going on? You know. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Special thanks to Roberto Mata for sitting in today. Be sure to follow him on Instagram at rawb54. That's right, correct? R-A-W-B-54? Yeah, go ahead, I guess. Okay, and be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 16. So, for Roberto Mata, Nathan Brown, and myself... We have Burgerfinger. Thank you for listening to Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can also email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. For more Drag Race and LGBTQ content, support us over at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. This podcast was produced by Zach Birch. Nathan Brown has another podcast. It's called Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Nathan Brown on Instagram at nathanbrown ninety. Follow Joba Tance on Instagram at Joba Tamps. Special thanks to these expensive tier Patreon supporters. Alex S. Anonymous. April Pacheco. Astute Girl. Brad Coley. Phil Pony. Deckhead. Doofus Maximus. E. Smith. Elizabeth Tinner. Emma. Humble Pie, Isaac Martin, Jade Thomas Plank, Jesse Harris, Kathy Zender, Lauren Eckert, Lucy Carrasco, Luke Stamen, Mike Yeager, Mickey Baker, Poppy Woods, 
Ricardo the Herrera, Robert NYC, Sarah Yu, Runner Brandon, Tom Bombs, Travi Cosmos, Troy Anderson, and Zach Nelson. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. Okay, well, we are back um, with, I just have a few thoughts, and that's why it isn't even worth an episode or a separate episode, and we also have the finale of Dracula this week. One of the things that I think was sort of lost in this episode was I actually had fairly positive feelings about this episode. I actually really liked this episode. It's one of the things that I didn't, I didn't talk about it. And I think it's one of the drawbacks of getting rid of the two things you liked about the episode and one thing you didn't, because this would have certainly come up, but I actually really liked this episode. Uh, I thought it was much better than the uh, episode one. Now there were elements I didn't like and some performances and drag queens that I didn't like, but all in all, I thought it was a much better episode than last week uh, across the board. And so I want to I want to get that out there. First, another point I want to get out is that I think that we have well, I have a very mixed feeling about the cast. On one hand, I think we have somewhat of a mediocre cast. I'm not going to lie. I don't think it's terrible, but I don't think it's good. However, there are some real reality show characters. I'll just say that. I don't want to call anyone a villain. But they have some real strong reality show characters. I'm talking about Morphine. I'm talking about Plain Jane. I'm talking about a couple other people. But those are two of the negative ones. Because we've been missing some sort of negative uh, villain type characters who can really make the show come alive and spark interest in the show again. Even though they're going to be taking the brunt of the hate. You know, there's a real value to a villain on a show like RuPaul's Drag Race. And ever since the social media element of the show has become more important than the actual run, your run on the show itself, we've seen fewer and fewer villains because everybody wants to be the nice one. They don't want the fans to attack them. And so it's great to see two queens who so far seem unafraid to tackle that head on. That said, I promised a discussion about the fandom in the show that never really materialized, mostly because just the dynamic of the show, we would get away from that and we wouldn't get to focus on that. And so I have a time, I have a chance now to address that. And one of the more disappointing aspects of the fandom is how racist it is. And what I mean is because we, we're seeing it in real time for people who don't believe me is we are seeing it in real time right now with Plain Jane. Because Plain Jane is, I don't find Plain Jane attractive at all, but a lot of people find Plain Jane attractive. She's white, she's a cisgendered male, and she is a fucking bitch. Now, don't get me wrong, I appreciate her as a TV villain, but we're already seeing the same people. A lot of the ugliness, by the way, is on Twitter, also known as X. I don't go on the other, I don't look at Drag Race stuff. Well, no, Reddit too. Um, I haven't really seen as much on Reddit as I have on Twitter. But of Queens, the same, the, the same fans 
who attacked Mistress Isabel Brooks, who attacked Lux Noir London, who attacked the Vixen. I'm sure there's other queens of color who were sort of the villain, uh, that they're awful, that they're mean, that they're nasty, they shouldn't be on the show, are rising up to stand up for their queen, Plain Jane. And the racism is just right there. And it's actually very interesting to watch because they try and rationalize that. No one wants to see themselves as racist. And so they'll make up all these, well, you know, they get all lofty and like, uh, plain Jane's actually doing this and she's not mean, she's playing the game and blah, 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 blah. And they try and, and intellectualize it so that they don't have to address the fact that they're just fucking racist. Like if to me, Len, look, if they were like, yeah, work, mistress Isabel Brooks, work Lux, uh, work plain Jane. Great. Okay. Plain Jane. I find her offensively awful, but great television. But don't come for the other ones because they're people of color. And then when a white queen that you find attractive is doing nearly the exact same thing, then all of a sudden, oh, it's okay what they do it. And it's it's really weird. It's you know, it's so funny. Is I think I had more faith, even though we knew the fandom was awful. They always did it, you know, in DMs and that we didn't see it. So it was hard to sort of imagine it. Not that I thought it was a lie. Just it was just sort of hard to picture. So now to see it, because I think that these people are unaware. They're unaware of their own double standard. And so they post freely. I don't think that they're thinking, oh, ha, 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 I said these things about mistress. They truly believe they are saying, that they, they truly believe that this is different, that plain Jane is different. And then protecting Jane as opposed to coming for mistress and Lux that they're two different stories. And you maybe even you listening to th- think that. In media, we're taught to always want to save white people and help white people and protect white people. And it's sort of ingrained in us. I Don't get me wrong, I have it too. I have to constantly catch myself, you know, feeling sorry for uh, a white person where I wouldn't necessarily feel sorry for a Latino or a black person in the same position. So... That said, I just wanted to share that. I don't think that came across, but on the whole, I like this episode better than episode one. And so I actually thought it was a good episode in that there was this funny thing that I, in my notes, I didn't section it off, so I didn't see it. And I wish I could have brought this up to Nathan and Robert, but there's a moment where Derek Barry, after the talent show has ended, uh, she says, oh my God. Well, first of all, there's two pit crew guys behind her holding buckets. And she says, oh, my God, this is the first uh, Queen's Choice Award where I didn't get slime dumped on me. And then they proceed to both dump slime on her. Whatever. Corny joke. What I think is funny is they show the Queen shocked and RuPaul shocked that slime was dumped on her. Meanwhile, there are two pit crew guys holding giant buckets of slime behind her. What did they think was going to happen? So I was going to bring that up today and I forgot. So I want to get that in there for this week. All right. Well, thank you guys very much for listening. Um, Please, 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 please hit me up on Instagram. Hit me up. uh, Hit up Drag Race Recap on Twitter. DM me there. DM me on Instagram. Leave a voice message on speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Let your voice be heard. What do you think of Plain Jane? What do you think of what I talked about? What are you, Do you have any other thoughts? Uh, leave a voicemail there and we will talk to you soon.